We'll read through 48. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed on him. Who was Jesus talking to before we go any further? Jews who who had believed on him. Okay. So Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed on him, If you continue in my word, then you are truly my disciples, or are you truly disciples of mine. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. And they answered him, We are Abraham's descendants, and we have never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? And Jesus answered them, Truly I say to you, everyone who commits sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever, but the son does remain forever. So if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you seek to kill me, because my word has no place in you. I speak the things which I have seen, which my father with my father therefore you also do things which you heard from your father and they answered and said to him Abraham is our father and Jesus said to them if you are Abraham's children do the deeds of Abraham but as it is you are seeking to kill me a man who has told you the truth which I heard from God this Abraham did not do you are doing the deeds of your father and they said to him, We are not born of fornication, or we are not, we are not illegitimate children. We are not born of fornication, for we have one Father, God. And Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me. For I proceed forth and have come from God. For I have not given, I'm sorry, I'm not even come on my own initiative, but him who sent me. Why do you not understand why I'm, what I am saying? It is because you cannot hear my word. You are of your father the devil. You want to do the desires of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. Whenever he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own nature. For he is a liar and the father of lies. But because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. Which one of you convicts me of sin? If I speak the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears the words of God. For this reason, you do not hear them because you are not of God. And the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Heavenly Father, as we come before you this, this morning... We just ask for your blessing on this word. We ask, Lord, for your anointing. I ask you for clarity of thought and clarity of speech so that I may be able to hear what you have for me to say to this congregation. And I pray, Lord, for their ears that they might be able to receive. Lord, let your word be that seed that takes root in our hearts. And, Lord, I pray that it will find ground that is prepared for you. And Lord, we pray that you would change us, that, that this, this kingdom of God would grow up in us and make our lives uh, pleasing and, and according to your word and according to your will. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. We're, we're talking about deceptions in the church. We have, we've, we've talked for a few weeks. Um, I started this series about six weeks ago, but I've only preached two because we've had some cancellations. 
hate those cancellations. But we're, we're going back to this tonight, Lord willing, or today. This, this will be the last uh, in this series, unless the Lord changes my mind. But in the past few weeks, we talked about some of the deceptions in the church, things that we should be on guard against. These deceptions are falsehoods uh, that some, if not many, have believed and therefore have fallen victim to. Uh, some will cause you defeat. Some of these, some of these de- deceptions will, will just cause you to live and walk in defeat, not be able to gain your victory. Uh, but as we read last week or two weeks ago in 1 Timothy, actually I guess it was the beginning of this series, 1 Timothy chapter 4, some of these deceptions will even cause you to, to depart the faith. So these deceptions are important. We need to understand what this is about. Jesus gave us warnings repeatedly not to be deceived. And some of these some of these deceptions are far more dangerous than others. We have talked about over the course of the last couple of weeks, we've talked about false doctrines, false teachings, we've talked about false prophets and false teachers. We've talked about crossless Christianity, which which is a term that some have used before me, but it's the temptation to think that we can follow Christ without taking up our cross when he said, you must take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. So crossless Christianity is a form of trying to have a form of Christianity without the cross. And we also talked about the uncommissioned Christian Someone who lives as though that they have not been commissioned by our Lord and Savior to give the gospel to everyone around us. And we all have been made a part of the Great Commission. It is your job as well as it is mine, as well as it is the evangelist. It is our job to share this gospel of Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us that this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world and then will the end come. So it is our job... To, to continue the preaching of the gospel. Now today, we read from John chapter 8, verse 31 through 48. We're going to be talking today about the deception of religion and self-righteousness. The deception of religion and self-righteousness. Now, you might, you might, that might kind of catch you off guard. Some of you who maybe have, have been uh, raised in church, been, been in church your whole life, you remember songs like, Give Me That Old Time Religion. That's good enough for me. And, and my, my take on religion here today might, might be a little different than what it was back then, but I want us to understand that religion is not good enough. Religion will not get you to heaven. Religion will not bring you into relationship with God. We'll talk about that in a few moments, but I want to go back to this scripture, John chapter 8, verse 31 through 48, and I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. I read it from the New American Standard, so whatever version you have might be close, but I want you to hear what this is saying, and and just specifically a few verses, and we'll, we'll talk about some of these as we go. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, we already said who that was, that were the Jews who had believed in Jesus. You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. If you remain faithful to my teachings. Verse 32, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. We love that verse. The world likes to even quote that verse. You shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. How many of you with all your heart believe that you know the truth because you've met Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Amen. Amen. The word says you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I I, I want you to understand that this truth is not some generic word. 
You shall know the truth. Uh, today, truth seems to be relative. The world around us thinks that truth is relative. My truth is different than your truth. Your truth is different than the person beside you, their truth. But that's not, that's not truth. That's not fact. That's not the way things really are. Truth is found in the Word of God. Truth is the Word of God. Truth is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Truth is not relative. Truth is concrete. Truth is remaining. It stands. It stays. It doesn't depart. It doesn't change from generation to generation. Our methodology might change, but the message remains the same, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and apart from Him there is no salvation. The truth is found in the Word of God because the truth is the Word of God. As I was, as I was on my way in this morning, I asked Lindsay to drive because I felt like the Lord was speaking some, some things to me. And I wrote this down. The scripture I've referred to here in, is, that, is John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me or but by me. As I was driving, as she was driving this morning and I was making a couple notes, I, I thought about that and, and we, we think sometimes that, that we I have an understanding of this and I, I think that we do, but I think that there's so much more here than we've even grasped. And as I was considering Jesus' statement, I am the way, the truth, and the life, something came to me and I, I wrote it in here. Let me find it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. So my statement is, in truth, the only way to life is Jesus. That uses all of those words, but it gives us, it, it, it clarifies it for me. Maybe it doesn't for you. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And, and what we need to realize, what we need to understand, that in truth, the only way to life is Jesus. There, there, might, be, there might be other good religions. Now, you, you might not ever thought you would hear a pastor say that. There might be some other good religions. But religion doesn't save you. Religion doesn't take you to heaven. There have been some good things throughout history that, that caused people to realize they couldn't do just whatever. And they might have had a portion of the truth brought into them, but the best way to propagate a lie is to add some truth to it. There might have been some good, quote-unquote, religions. There might have been some good ways of trying to reach God, but the, the truth is that nothing we can do will allow us to reach God. Religion doesn't work. I, I, I want to define religion for you. I'll come back and read from there in just a moment. But I want to define religion for you. I looked it up several different places, but the, the best definition that I found was actually a definition from a college class called Introduction to Religion. Uh, the definition that is given there, or often given there, it says, religion may be defined broadly as the human quest for the experience of and the response to the holy or the sacred. Anyone know what holy is? To be set apart. So we're really speaking of an approach to the experience of, the quest for, a response to that which is set apart. And, and we're talking about God. My, my definition is a whole lot simpler it's something that I'm sure others have said very similarly, but religion is man's attempt to reach God. It's what religion is. We're, we're just, if, if we're religious, 
We're trying to reach God. Now, I don't want you to think that every form of religion is evil. Don't, don't take this the other way, because James tells us that pure religion and undefiled is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their time of affliction. And I believe truly what James was saying to Christians who were not really talking about religious, we're talking about, when we're talking about Christians, we're talking about people who have truth. We're talking about people who have relationship, and I'll get back there in a minute. But James was talking to people who had relationship with God through Christ Jesus, and he said, pure religion and undefiled is to visit the fatherless and the widows in their time of affliction. He was saying, if you want to, you who already know God, if you want to get to the heart of God, if you want to reach the heart of God, the way to do it, the way to, to do things that will get God's attention, so to speak, is to visit the fatherless and the widows when they are in trouble, when they're going through hardships, when they're sick, when they're, when they're struggling to, to, to bake bread, when they're, when they're struggling to, to have a place to live, when they're having a hard time making ends meet, that's when you're supposed to really step forward. And this is our approach to God. I want us to know that that in itself is not good enough. Faith is what connects us with God through Christ Jesus. But works are not good enough no matter what we do. I can have the best works ever that, that have ever existed in this world, but it doesn't, it doesn't work. You know, the world around us, I, I told you already that a lot of people in this world think that, you know, they, they, they just seem to believe uh, that truth is relative. Well, they also believe that there are many ways to God. And this is not the truth. Several examples of this, most of you know who Mahatma Gandhi was. And he, he said, and I have a quote here, he said that all paths leading to God are equally good. This is coming from a man who didn't know Jesus Christ, and history tells us that he almost became a Christian. But in watching Christians, he was disappointed in the way we treated one another. And he chose another path. That hurts me. It hurts my heart. God has called us to love. He's called us to forgive. He's called us to be long-suffering toward one another. God has called us to be examples of Him in this world. And the Word of God tells us that they shall know that you're my disciples, Jesus said, because of the love that you have for one another. And, and this man who believed that all paths leading to God were equally good, if he had known Jesus Christ, he would have found out that Jesus is the only way. Religion's not good enough. These paths trying to lead to God don't get you there. They're part of the broad way. But it takes a narrow path to get to God, and that's only through Jesus Christ. Another person that is modern, someone who is, who is a part of our society today, and you'll know the name, and if you like to watch her on TV, don't be offended at me, I'm just telling you the truth. Oprah Winfrey said, one of the biggest mistakes humans make is to believe that there is only one way. Actually, there are many diverse paths leading to what you call God. She went on to say, there could not possibly be just one way. I've, I've watched that. I've watched that transcript. I've watched it more than once. I've watched it over and over. She might be attributing the first part of that to someone else. It could be argued. But she boldly proclaims there could not possibly be one way 
to God. Why would the world, why would even some of the church nowadays, some of the deception that's come into the church, preach that there could be other ways to God? Why would we sugarcoat sugarcoat this issue? Why would some of the the most well-known preachers in America, when they are asked, is this the only way, why would they skip around the question? The truth is that the father, the devil, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody devils, I'm just saying the father of this world, the devil, is full of lies. The word of God tells us that he is a liar and the father of lies. There are some who are even in the church who have been deceived by the words of Satan, by these lies. They are, they are victim as well as they're propagating the same lie sometimes. I want us to understand that we had better keep our minds on the Lord. We had better keep our hearts clean. We had better go by nothing more than what His Word says. I understand and I believe in the inspiration and the leading of the Spirit. Brother Rich and I talked about that a little bit this week. I totally and truly believe in that. But if if you feel like something's trying to lead you in another direction, you have to gauge it by the Word. And when Jesus... Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There is nothing else you can say about that. He sealed it. It's done. He is the only way. And I have to believe it or I have to reject Him because He's the only way. I'm talking about deception. You know, God is a good God. And He's merciful. He's merciful to those who are in Islam. He's merciful to those who are Buddhist. He's merciful, merciful to those who are atheists. He is merciful to those who are quote unquote Christians, but they don't truly have their faith in Him. He's merciful. He's a good God. And the Word of God tells me that He's long suffering toward usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God for His grace. But we cannot compromise the truth. And the truth is that there is only one way to God. There is only one way into His kingdom. And it's through and by Jesus Christ. You know, in every other religion, there, there, there are just a few things that really makes Christianity stand out as not being a religion. What did I say religion was? Religion is man's attempt to get to God. There are just a few things that really stand out that make Christianity different. Let me just name those things. There are several, maybe more than this, but one of them is that Jesus was born of a virgin. That's just not an everyday occurrence. Anybody in here know a virgin who has given birth? Anybody in here ever been told a lie maybe like that? But that that doesn't happen. And and this is something that that stands out as, as showing us that Christianity is different. Another one is that Jesus had power over death. He was buried. He was laid in a tomb. Three days later, of his own accord, he got up, took his life up, took his, took his body up, and he began to, to walk and breathe, and he lived again. This is an amazing thing that God would show up, and, and he would walk among us for, for, for three years, basically, in, 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 in the view of people, and that he would live a life that would cause him to be rejected by some, accepted by some, but that would cause him to go to Calvary so that he could take 
my sins and be killed for my sins and to, to die and then to, to take up his life again and to live and to sit at the right hand of the Father so he can make intercession for me and to live eternally. This is an amazing thing. This is not just some run-of-the-mill religion. We're talking about an amazing God. And the Word of God tells me that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. There's no other way. It doesn't happen. What about all those who believe with all their heart that they are right in believing another religion? That is why. That is the very reason why we have to, with everything in us, spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. He gave us this commission and we've been, we've been fooled into a lull that we can think we can go through this life and, 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 and just be happy and thankful with the, with the relationship we have with God. And it's marvelous and it's wonderful and I thank God for this close relationship that He has given us. But we have not just been saved for ourselves. We have been made partakers in the ministry of Jesus Christ. And it's my job and it's your job to share this gospel with Jesus Christ because the end is coming and there are those who are lost and those who are hurting and those who are deceived and they're dying believing that they have a relationship of some form with God but they don't know Jesus Christ. Are you saying, Pastor, that if someone doesn't know God through Jesus Christ that they will not be saved? Yes, I am because God's Word says it. That's awfully intolerant. Well, then Jesus was intolerant. And I'm a Christian. And I believe what God said. I don't dislike those people. As a matter of fact, I love those people. And so did Jesus. And because I love those people, I have to tell them. I have to tell them. I can't be quiet. Like Jeremiah, I've got a fire set up in my bones. I can't be quiet. I have to tell those people. Have you ever been put in a, a situation where you were, where you were uncomfortable and, and your light had to shine, even though you might not have said something, your light had to shine and it made you a little uncomfortable? Anybody ever been there? I would think more of us are, have been there, but I, I, I was there this past week. Lauren had an uh, a, a MRI, actually, not a doctor's appointment. She had to go to the hospital to do an MRI on her hip. While she was there, we were, she was in uh, the, uh, in the procedure. Tracy and I were sitting out in the foyer, and there was a, there was a television program on the screen. The, the waiting room was not very big, but it was, it was packed full. There was just one or two seats empty. And the television program that came on TV, it was a soap opera, if you watch it, You're going to know what I'm talking about, and I, you shouldn't be watching it. Um, there were two men talking about their love affair. And I, I just want you to know that I, I don't hate homosexuals. I'm not a part of, of that group that gets out in pickets and says that those people are, are uh, hated by God. That's not the truth. God loves those people. And you know what? God loves you. And you might have, there might, there's, I'm sure there are men in here today that, that, have, that have looked with lust with their eyes and God loves you in spite of your shortcomings. 
And there are ladies here today, you know, and you might say, well, he's generalizing. There might be some ladies in here who have looked with some lust this week. And there might be some men or some women in here who have talked bad about, about a brother or a sister. And the Word of God tells us that that's murder in God's eyes. And you know what? God loves you in spite of, of who you are, in spite of what you have done, in spite of who you have been. And the good thing is that He is merciful and He is willing to forgive us and He is willing to redeem us and to cleanse us and make us new creatures in Christ. And we don't have to be stuck in that same way of living. I don't have to be stuck because the Word of God says, Jesus said, who the Son sets free is free indeed. And there is a deception There is a deception in the church that I can be religious and I can make it to heaven. I can call on the name of Jesus and I can say that I am a follower of Christ. But Jesus said that in that last day some would stand, he said many, I won't won't sugarcoat that either, many would say, Lord, Lord, Did we not even cast out devils in your name? And he'll say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. There is a deception in the church. We had better know who it is that we say we know. It is not good enough to be called by the name of Christ. Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. It's not good enough to go to church. It's not good enough to be a part of a congregation. It's not good enough to say, I'm a Christian or to have religion. It's not good enough. We have to know Jesus Christ. And that doesn't make us perfect, but it makes us new in the sight of God. It makes us clean and holy and pure. And He changes us from the inside out. I don't have to stay stuck in my sin. Jesus said those who sin are slaves to sin. But, he goes on to say who the Son sets free is free indeed. Wow. Let me share something with you. People who trust religion cannot walk by faith. People who trust in religion, let me say it that way, cannot walk by faith. People who walk by faith do not have to rely on religion. Now remember what I said religion is. Religion is man's attempt to get to God. We are saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. If I could be good enough... Religion would, would work for me. If I, could just, if I could just overcome this struggle that I face, if I could just overcome these, these thoughts, these, these impure thoughts, if I could just overcome my, my, my tongue that says too much and then I regret it, if I could overcome this, if I could overcome that, then religion would be good enough. But you know what? The Word of God proves to us that that is not going to work because He called the Jewish people out and He made a people out of someone who was not a people and He, he gave gave them laws and and they added to the laws and finally there were 613 laws and they couldn't keep them but Jesus came and he became this spotless lamb and he kept every word of that of that law and he did it on my behalf and because he is righteous in the sight of God he died for my sins his righteousness has come upon me and he is making me into his image I can be free I can have joy I can have peace I can walk in newness of life I can know this Savior I don't have to be bound to religion religion will will hold you it will bind you that's what 
God was, was trying to get across to us when Jesus was speaking to these Jews who had believed him. I told you I was going to read on. I will now. Verse, verse 33. We are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean you will be set free? And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is a part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. You're free indeed. Yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. Yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room for my heart in your heart for my message. Now I want to ask you a question. Verse 37, Jesus says, some of you are trying to kill me. And in verse, the first verse, verse 31 that we read, he was speaking to the Jews who had believed on him. That, that just doesn't quite compute. Some of those who had believed on him had believed on him with their heads, and, and, and they, had, they had not truly accepted him into their heart, but they had believed on him with their heads, and as soon as he, I mean, in this very same conversation, as soon as he said something that, that, was, that was not easy to be received, they turned on him and were ready to kill him right there. This tells me they probably took up stones right where they stood, ready to stone Jesus. It doesn't tell me that. But we're talking about a group of people who had believed on him. This is who Jesus was speaking to. And then he says, you're willing to kill me. You're ready. You're trying to kill me. Because there's no room in your hearts for my message. He was speaking to people. And I I want you to get this. I want you to understand this. I'm going to just step all over all of our toes today. Sometimes when we're religious, we get this spirit of... It's right here. I can't reach it. But it's self-righteousness. We talked about righteousness Wednesday night a couple weeks ago. And righteousness is right standing with God, basically. That's the easiest way I can put it in words. But that little part on the beginning here, we're supposed to be crucifying our flesh, self. But we, some of us, if we're religious, we get this religious spirit, this self-righteousness where we think because I am forgiven, because Jesus is my Savior, I am better than everybody else. You know, what we, what we struggle with, and Tracy mentioned this on a Wednesday night as we were having discussion, it's, it's very much easier to accept my sin and understand that the Lord has forgiven me of those things that I've struggled with, than it is for me to look at someone else and to believe that God has forgiven them. It's it's a whole lot harder for me to look at Brian and say, well, I know what he was into. I'm not sure he's really repented of that. It's a whole lot easier. But yet what we do is we want to take the light off of us. We want to try to hide what we have been. We want to try to hide those things that, that, that we struggle with. And we, we push these things down and we hide them. And we say, well, the Lord has forgiven me of that. But we're still having trouble. We're still having difficulty. And we think it's okay because grace has covered us. And thank God for grace. But I want us to understand that we have to come clean before God. And my sin is no better than your sin. And whatever you find yourself in, it doesn't matter what 
what it is, how dark, how depraved, how nasty it is. God is a healer and He is a restorer and He is a forgiver of those who have walked in sin. And if you are enslaved by sin, you can be free through the Son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's easy. It's easy for us to say we've been forgiven, but it is so much harder for me to say someone else is forgiven, for me to believe that they have been forgiven. But you know what? I better make sure that there's nothing in my heart. I better take care that I have forgiven. I better take care that I have released the anger. I better take care that I have this, this, this beam out of my eye. My job is to take care of, of my own life first, to seek out my own soul salvation with fear and trembling first. Even as a pastor, that's my first priority. It has to be that I make my life clean and pure before the Lord, and I can't do it alone. I struggle with things too. I'm human. I can't do it alone. I have to lean on Jesus Christ. But who the Son sets free is free indeed. But we lean on self-righteousness. And that's a deception. If you think you have something beat, maybe you have a, a sin that continually pops up. If you think you have something beat, it has to be defeated in the blood of Jesus Christ or it will show back up. You can say, well, I'm turning over a new leaf. I'm, I'm quitting this habit. I'm not going to do this ever again. The next thing you know, you've fallen into it. And that happens over and over and over. And you say, Lord, I'm sorry. And thank God for His mercy. But if you want victory of it, it has to come through the blood of Jesus Christ. There's no other way. If we lean on anything else and even think we can accomplish it, then that's religion. If we're leaning on our own self-righteousness, what good we can do, we're leaning on our works. And they are not good enough. It takes the grace of God. Here is the good news. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that He... I'm going to pause right there. That He... You see the difference? We talk about, we're talking about religion and we're talking about relationship or truth. Jesus was speaking, I didn't even finish this chapter of reading it the second time. Jesus was speaking to a group of people who were Jews, who were sons of Abraham. They were very religious. They believed that he was the Messiah. But they were so religious that when things didn't, when he didn't say things just exactly the way that he thought they, they thought he should have, they turned on him and were ready to kill him. That means their hope was in their religion. Their hope wasn't, their faith wasn't really in Jesus Christ. They believed he was the Messiah, but their hope was not in him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God so loved the world that He gave. Do you see a difference here? I don't know if I'm making it clear or not. But it's, it's not me trying to get through to God, to go to God some way. Not by my works, not by my good deeds, not by my own righteousness, which God says is as filthy rags. It's not going to get me there. It's not going to get me into His presence. But John 3.16 tells us the way to get to God. For God so loved the world that He gave. 
He, He reached out to us. This is not a religion. Christianity in its truest form is not a religion. There is a religion of Christianity that much of the world follows. But the religion is false. The truth is through relationship with Jesus Christ, through knowing the Son, the truth will set you free. And the Son has come so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. God wants you to be free. God wants you to know Him. And He has provided a way. God so loved you that He gave. He did the work. He reached to us. My reaching to Him has never satisfied me. Religion just puts me in bondage. But knowing Jesus sets me free. Praise you, Lord. So people who trust in religion cannot really walk by faith. And people who, fought, who walk by faith do not have to lean on religion. Christianity, in its truest form, real Christianity, is being Christ-like. Real Christianity is based on God sending His Son to redeem us, not just us reaching for God. We corrupt it. It's deceptive when we think about it in any other way. Christianity is about relationship with God through Christ Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other truth but Jesus. Everything else is deception. And these deceptions have, have snuck into the church. But I'm telling you, I'm trying to tell you, trying to warn you, trying to tell you the truth. There is relationship with God. And it is based in Jesus Christ. It's only through and by Him. And there is no other way. Christianity is lived out through a change of the nature that comes through a new birth. It's not through following rules. Rules bind you. But the truth will set you free. 